How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Dad Tired Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Lopes. Join me every Monday as we dive into what it looks like to be men who fall in love with Jesus and help our families do the same. You can learn more about our books, resources, conferences, and even online community by going to dadtired.com. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dad Tired Show. Glad that you're here. If you just stumbled upon uh, the Dad Tired Podcast, we're really glad that you did, man. We're just a bunch of guys who are trying to figure out what it looks like to lead our family to Jesus and to figure out all of what that means. And it's confusing and hard, and most of us have no clue what that even looks like. So that's what we're stumbling through every single week, and we'd love to have you be part of our little community. We've got a free ebook that uh, is just like 10 practical ways to start leading your family today. You can get that by going to Dad Tired dot com forward slash free book. And uh, that will get you that free book, 10 practical ways that you can start leading your family to Jesus today. Today is an interesting interview. Um, one that we, it's pretty rare that we have interviews like this in the dad tired world. Uh, we're talking about a pretty controversial subject, one that came up in the dad tired Facebook group actually, and kind of sparked a bunch of controversy. The The topic is specifically about a guy attending, should he attend a wedding of his gay cousin. And uh, even bigger than that specific topic is just kind of the the spark that that caused um, that kind of blew into a fire where people were debating back and forth and, uh, you know, it kind of got out of hand on Facebook. And so what I wanted to do today is have somebody on um, and I'll introduce and you can learn more about my guest today as we, we dive into the episode. But the main goal here is really to talk about two people who are having a conversation who come at something from a different angle, specifically two Christians who maybe have different thoughts about a, a topic and how that should be addressed. How do you have disagreeing topics addressed among Christians? And uh, and so I hope that that's the main thing. My goal today is not to persuade you one way or the other. I am not trying to convince you one way. Um, Jamie, who's our guest, is not trying to convince you one way or the other. That's not the goal. The goal is really that you would hear two Christians who uh, are lovingly trying to hear each other's perspective and really wrestle through what it looks like to be followers of Jesus together. So I hope that that's the loudest thing that comes out out of today's episode. But uh, uh, the reason, again, I'm purposely prefacing this because I know that some people are going to be like, Jared, like, why are you you know, just stay in your lane, dude. Like, let's just talk about being a dad and a husband. Why are we talking about big hot topic issues? And the reason that this is important is because if we don't have these conversations as as Christians, like how in the world are we going to have these tough conversations with our kids? The reality is, dude, our kids are going to ask some really good and hard questions uh, of us. They, They already are, and they will continue as they get into their early teens and uh, as as they become young adults. And man, we just have to be able to figure out how to talk about these hard things with our kids. And if we can't have these conversations brother to brother, brother to sister, whatever, like, dude, there's no way we're going to have really good, productive, hard conversations with our kids. And so it is important. And even though you're like, maybe feel like Jared, just stay in your lane. Don't talk about hot topic issues. Just talk about being a dad and husband. I think that this does apply to us being husbands and dads. We have to be able to figure out what it looks like to have hard conversations internally with ourselves, with our spouse, with our kids and with each other. So that being said, I hope that today's interview is helpful for you and encourages you. I love you guys. Uh, Enjoy this interview.
Jamie, I'm super excited that you're here, man, uh, hanging out with us today. I want to give some context uh, to our conversation before we dive in because um, it, it might seem different than our normal interviews here. But the reason I have you on our show is because uh, you're in our Dad Tired Facebook group uh, on Facebook, obviously. And yeah. there was a question that was posed in that group. Um, somebody said, hey, and I should probably read it. Do you have it in front of you? I don't. Okay, that's okay. Uh, so I'll paraphrase. And uh, if you're in the Facebook group, for those of you guys listening, you'll know what post I'm talking about. And if you're not, um, I'll try to paraphrase best I can. But essentially, one of the dad tired members in that group said something to the effect of, hey, my cousin is getting married. And uh, his cousin is gay. And he wanted to know um, our advice, the dad tired group's advice on how to tell that cousin I'm not going to go to your wedding. I think that was his question. Am I saying that accurately? Yeah, that really? was the question. Yeah, so, so I think his question was, how should I tell them that I'm not going to attend their wedding? And uh, I was the first person to comment, maybe first or second person to comment. And I said, um, essentially, I think you should go. And I think that you should go. And I think that you should um, give the best gift. And I think that you should have a good time and love them well. And uh, the whole thing kind of sparked a bunch of controversy. <laughs> uh, I had a bunch of guys who were like, dude, what in the world, Jared? I, I had some all over the spectrum from guys sending me messages like, I'm leaving this group. I can't believe you would even encourage that. I thought you were a Christian. Uh, and then the other end of it, like, I'm so thankful for this group and your opinion, Jared. And I agree, you should go. Uh, and then what I found out is, um, you know, just through talking to you, Jamie, personally, I think you and I stand on maybe different sides of this issue. And the reason I wanted to have this conversation, number one, is I'm giving a really long introduction here. So I, I apologize for you listeners, <laughs> but I want to give good context. Um, the first thing that I think is this, this conversation is important for us as men. It's important for us as followers of Jesus. It's important for us as dads because our kids are going to be dealing with these very same situations. And if we don't know how to like personally process through this biblically and health in healthy ways, then how in the world are we going to point our kids to have these same kind of conversations yeah. with their friends? Um, so that that's number one, why I wanted to have the this conversation on the podcast. The second reason is, Jamie, I just like, you're, uh, you're a friend. I love you. I'm a fan of you just as a, as a personal friend. And uh, you've been part of the Dad Tired ministry for a long time. You've helped out with Dad Tired stuff in the past. You signed up for the Dad Tired cruise that we never got to go on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you're just like, you, you, you kind of, you're committed to what we're doing in, in the Dad Tired group. And so I thought this would be a healthy conversation for us to have two guys who are friends who love each other, um, but also maybe have different uh, thoughts and opinions and different ways that we're wrestling through this. So that was a very long-winded introduction. But before I even we even get to that post, Jamie, why don't you just like first tell us like who you are, uh, you know, what, what life looks like for you today. And then also maybe I want to dive into a little bit of your personal story before we get into kind of the context of that post. So the floor is yeah. yours, man. <laughs> sure. Well, thanks for having me on. This is uh, a new thing for me. So I'm excited and nervous all in one breath and heartbeat. So um, I appreciate you just having this conversation. And uh, yeah, my name is Jamie. I'm, I'm from Kansas City. I've lived there about 11 years. I'm actually originally from Michigan. And uh, my family moved here yeah, 11 years ago. Um, we, my wife and I have been married. Uh, August will be 19 years. Praise God and to his glory only, (laughs) but that's, and you'll hear probably a little bit of that as we talk, but, um, 
And then uh, I have a daughter who is 14 and I have a son who is 13 and they're both fantastic kids, really, uh, really super um, amazing kids. I love them to death and they are teenagers. So just, <laughs> just learning and like learning how to be a dad in the midst of that. Yeah. They see my failures way more than I would like. Um, but I try to keep looking to Jesus as <laughs> the one who gives me my identity, even as a parent. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Totally. So, yeah. so that's your family. And, uh, and we met before, where was it in Kansas city? Was it Kansas city? Uh, you, I think you were in like Omaha, like Nebraska. Was uh, that a couple, cool? like, yeah. It's like four hours North. So you were coming into town, I think for a conference, another dude here in Kansas city and I have been listening for a while. And so we decided just to take the trek, yeah. um, have dinner with you. And actually you weren't here for a conference. You were here for another like business or something. Okay. And, um, yeah. And so we didn't go to the conference, but we were just here for um, yeah. dinner. Yeah. So that was cool to, to meet up. And, um, I, yeah, I want to do one in Kansas city. We need to do a Dan Dan tired yes. conference when we can all meet again. Yeah. Um, so in this, this post for you in particular, um, it resonated with you on a deeper level, just based on your own story. So I'd love to just yeah. hear, I, I know, uh, even me, like asking you to come on this podcast, you're like, Jared, I don't think I can do this dude. <laughs> like, uh, this is nerve wracking. Uh, I've never really shared my story publicly, especially in front of you know, a lot of people now on a podcast. Yeah. Right. Um, so if you're comfortable, man, you know, dive into a little bit, give us some context on just you and your, and your personal story. Yeah. So I think even before I do that, if it's okay, you said something in the intro, Jared, about us kind of standing on opposite sides. Hmm. Um, and I, if I could shift the perspective, I actually think both of us are standing on the same hill Hmm. Um, looking at Jesus yeah. and saying, Jesus, what do you, how do you want us to respond? And both lovingly are wanting to hear closely what he's saying. That's and a great so even as we have this conversation, like that's, we are in a relationship with Jesus Christ and he fir- firmly foundationally, like, like helps us see him. And yeah. so like, I think that that's where I think we, we don't stand on opposite sides. We actually stand together looking to the one who gives great us the perspective. Um, great perspective. And so, yeah, going back to that question of just kind of like, where does this sit for me? Just, um, just some of my history. Um, so I, uh, I'll start by saying like, we all have a place where we are broken. We are um, sinful people. Um, we were created to um, be an image of God. And because of the fall, we don't meet that every day in lots of various ways, whether that's, uh, we yell too much at our kids or we um, sin against our wife or we act out sexually or we drink too much or we get angry really fast. And so and that all points to places in our, in our hearts and our lives that um, speaks a bigger picture of like the, just the brokenness and it manifests in lots of different ways. Yeah. And so lots of us have even similar needs. Like I, I have the feeling to belong. And so that might look differently for different people. But for me, that need of like belonging, needing to be accepted, being approved of, um, the idols in my heart around that, um, Satan has really used to actually create places in my heart of same-sex attraction. Mm. And so places where I think God's design um, perfectly, his perfect design is for um, sexual relationship between a man and be between a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, for my heart, um, my attraction is something different. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a place in my whole journey that I've had to learn and like figure out what, 
how does God speak into that? How does he speak into my identity? Who does he say that I am? And so thankfully, because of people in my life who are willing to say some really hard things, Mm. call me out into repentance, call me out of places of real brokenness against my marriage, against my family, against like the church. Mm. Um, And, and had they not done that, I would probably be still living in my sin Mm. in places where I shouldn't be. And so I, that's how I, that's, that's foundationally where I come into my perspective around gay marriage or should we um, attend a wedding of a friend of ours or a cousin? Right. Uh, well, man, first I just, I know that's hard to like share publicly and you know, <laughs> on a big, on a big platform. So I'm grateful that you, you know, you're willing to be vulnerable enough to share that with us. If it's okay, I'd love to kind of dive in a little bit deeper into that in your story before, again, we go to that post context sure. um, on Facebook. Um you know, for we we have friends who are gay. We have friends who are not Christians who are gay, and um, we have friends who are Christians who've dealt with same sex attraction. Um, it's a hard journey, regardless of your past. Like regardless of yeah. where you know, religious, wherever you stand, it's a hard journey. Um, and I imagine that it's even harder for somebody who says, man, I, I love Jesus. I'm trying to follow Jesus. And yet this is something, you know, this is the thing that I'm, I'm struggling with. Um, at what point in your life did you realize like, oh man, I think that I'm like, I, I deal with same-sex attraction and this is, a, this, is a, this is a thing for me. This is the thing that I'm like dealing with. Yeah, good question. It probably began to manifest itself in my thought process when I was a very early teenage, 13, 14, Um, but it wasn't really until I I think because I grew up in a Christian home, I just didn't have any language or really like real, like, um, ability to like think through that. And so it wasn't really until I was, um, probably my twenties where I really realized like, Oh gosh, this is a big problem. Like, Mm. like it's, this is like, it's been interesting because I've never like struggled with where the Bible, what the Bible says about it. Mm. Um, but like, because it's just been such a strong part of me, um, it's been hard to figure out then who am I in relation to that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think very early on was, uh, did I start to realize it? It wasn't until about eight years ago that I started to deal with it and really, and really think through it. Yeah. Well, I want to get to that, but that perspective of like, I'm, I know where the Bible stands on it. And yet this is a really big problem for me. I imagine those two things paired usually equals shame. Like you, those oh. are two ingredients for lots of shame. Yes. Um, was that what you were feeling? A lot of shame, a lot of like, I have to hide this. No one will understand. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then our, our culture has really shifted Yeah. Um, to just being very accepting but that didn't fit with the, the narrative who, who I knew God was and who he was mm. calling me to be. And so, um, but it was really hard. There was a lot of shame and there was a lot of hiding. And I think that that's why my, uh, my struggle with like pornography and um, lying all the time was so strong because mm. I just had to pretend that that didn't exist mm. um, within the context of being uh, in real life. Mm. When was the first time that you took that thought out of your head and said it to somebody was like, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this. When was that? Um, uh, About eight years ago when um, we had just started a new church or, you know, started attending a new church and um, I was meeting with our small group leader 
And um, it was in that moment where I said it out loud the first time Mm. um, for the most part. I mean, I would say that that's when I started to say like, okay, this is something Um, my wife, like through my struggle with pornography, she had found some of that usage at different points in our journey. Mm. Um, And it was, it was that bent towards same sex attraction. Um, but it wasn't something that I ever really want to talk about. I just always like, well, that is really, isn't me. That's just what I was looking at. Like, Mm. I just didn't want to accept that part of it. Yeah. So when you said eight years ago, you're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to dive into this and actually deal with it. Seriously. What did that look like? How do you (laughs) do that? Yeah. So, um, man, I don't know that I dove very well. I tried Mm. to pretend I still, I honestly, for the first few years, I was still kind of like, okay, God, like you're, you're starting to help me get out of it, but I'm not really willing to totally like get, get out of my addiction. Yeah. It wasn't the same, same, same sex attraction piece. I wanted to be done with. I wanted to like work through that. Yeah. Um, but because that addiction part of it was so strong with pornography, it really like, it kept capturing me. And so yeah. it took, it took my wife and actually like, um, we had four separations Mm. Um, in the last eight years through mm. this journey, um, we've, I've had several times where the church has lovingly said, Hey, like, I think you need to have some church discipline around, like, not sure. Uh, I guess that's another topic for another day, but, um, they did some church discipline. And then at one point they finally said like, Hey, Jamie, you are like, you are not, you are being called to repentance and you are not repentant. Mm. You are diving in and you are still staying in your, in your sin. Mm. And that was about four years ago, uh, three years ago and, uh, four years ago. And, um, at that point I was actually removed from membership from my church Mm. in the most actually loving way possible. Um, that was, um, I wish I could explain to people how actually loving they were in the midst of that. It Mm. was them saying like, we actually love you so much that we are going to call you out of, of that and, and set some lines in the sand, Mm. um, because we love you and care about you. And we pray, we're giving you over to God and we trust that he will uh, lead you home. And, Mm. um, it was those words. It was that the hugs at the end of that horrible meeting from my pastors who said, I love you brother. Um, as they walked me out, um, thankfully God gave me the space where there wasn't, um, there was an anger there. Mm. There was a lot of deep sadness that Mm. I'd gotten to that point. Um, so I'm thankful for God's mercy and grace in the midst of that um, to help me keep my eyes at least focused on that was the right decision for them. Yeah. And um, that helped lead me. So it was about an 18 month journey um, to, to some really strong healing. I, I've been to a couple different groups and, and things like that to really just help me understand it, own it, have some real support. And, uh, and I would say like, God does miraculous things. He does amazing things in my life. Currently he has not taken that, that bent away. That doesn't mean that I don't try to strive and live for him in integrity and honesty and wholeness and, um, and impurity. Um, and I think that's what he calls us to, even when it's hard, even when our bent is in a way that's away from him. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I just always, um, and this kind of starts to get into the the conversation about that Facebook post, but my, 
I'm just always thinking about the non-Christian in the room. I'm thinking about the yeah. person who happened to be listening to this podcast right now, and sure. they don't even know if they could identify as a Christian. And uh, we just, you know, frankly, I, I think, well, I shouldn't make assumptions, but in my in my opinion, uh, Christians don't have a good reputation around this subject. Um, and it, and it feels very unloving and judgmental. And so non-Christians are just like, man, you guys, you claim to be loving and it's just like, so not loving and so judgmental. Mm. Um, I I guess I have so many questions, but one of them is like part of what you just said there, you believe God can heal. You believe God can do miracles. Um, but right now, you know, my bent is still the same way. For some people, I just think about the again the non Christian in the room, the non the person who's listening is like, what are you talking about? Like being healed from this stuff, or like, and there there is a big camp who says, you know, you can kind of pray this away, or God can heal you from this. Like, what yeah. do you what do you think about that? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, that's another full podcast. <laughs> I know, I know. I've, even coming into this podcast, I'm like, this is probably going to be like a three part series. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think I would say like to the non Christian you know what, man, like God loves you. He cares deeply for you and your, um, sexual, um, sexual identity, your sexual preference is, is just a part of what he cares about you. Like that's, that's not who you are. Yeah. It is a part that's of you just like, um, you know, just like a lot of things. And so, um, like I would say like, Hey, like, God, God just loves you. Like he loves um, who you are and he wants to call you into something that's better, something back to what the, his creation was intended to be. Yeah. And, and I get it that you may not um, understand that yet. And you may not even see the importance of that. And that's okay. Um, I think that's like in all of this, where my, my tendencies are and where my struggle is, so why I have such, I actually have huge compassion and huge like empathy for people in this place, because especially in our world today, like it is, it is becoming a, a place where that's just normal. And what I would say is like the Bible actually, like if we believe God is who he says he is, he sets the standard of our morality. He sets the standard of who we are. He sets the standard of our sexuality as male and female. And so God doesn't, he actually doesn't create confusion. Sin does. Mm. And, and so, um, Hey, let's just walk together. Let's just, let's talk. Like you may not be there yet. And that's okay. Like, I still love you. Come over for dinner. Like let's, you know. Yeah. I think, um, I heard somebody say once, like your sexuality, your sexuality is not the truest part about you. You know, me being yeah. straight isn't the truest thing about me. You know, yes. somebody saying I, you know, I'm, I'm same sex. That's not the truest thing about you. There are yeah. deeper things that are more true about you. That and so I love what, what you said. Like that's just a sliver of who part of your identity. And God yeah. loves like you, like who you yeah. are, and like, um, yeah. yeah. And the church okay. has really done a disservice in that, right? The church as a whole has done, at least contemporary church has done such a horrible job of being able to see people in that space because we like, we like to create like all these weird boundaries and like sins, like, you know, um, not sins, but like, do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, they, we like to do that in order to help ourselves feel better. Like, well, I'm not like them. Totally. And so 
that, that sets us up to be fair, like a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus, like he, I mean, he calls the Pharisees out all the time. <laughs> right. This is a great segue to the, you know, that post that got shared, by the way, I'll, I'll just say, I personally messaged the guy who the original poster of that. And he and I had a great conversation. He's a podcast listener. Uh, we had, we had some great dialogue back and forth and he was really humble and just like, man, I want to learn like what God says about this. I want to, if I'm off, I want to, I want to learn, you know, what, anyway, it was, he just had a really humble posture. Um, so I appreciated him on that, but, um, so my, my thinking when I told him was, Hey, you should go to the wedding and you should get the best gift. My thinking was, I want you to go because I I want you to create an opportunity where you continue to have relationship with your cousin. And I just felt like if you don't go, your cousin's probably never going to talk to you again. And even if they do, like, they're not going to respect you because they don't feel like you love them. Um, and and so I just couldn't imagine like you saying, you know, I'm not going to go because I don't agree with this. And, uh, and then they're like, cool, tell me about your God one day. That felt like, in my, that's how I played it out in my mind. And sure. so I was like, you know, go and love them. Of course, Jesus, and, and I think I said in there, like God, Jesus was around sinful things all the time. He was around yeah. sinners all the time. And he, and to the point where he had a reputation of being a glutton and a drunk, like people said, man, that guy's always eating and drinking with sinners. He must be one of them. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and yet he didn't condone that. He didn't, he never like told them their sin was good. He called people away from sin. He was just always good at like balancing that really, really well. Um, and yet he gave, I think in my perspective, he gave himself opportunity to, to point them to the gospel because people felt loved in his presence. I think the only people that felt frustrated were the Pharisees, the ones who were like, you're, you're being too sinful or looking too sinful. So that was my perspective, but I'm curious, like, I want to hear your perspective. And I, I, we talked on the phone before you agreed to do the podcast. And I told you like, dude, I, I do not claim to have this all figured out. And I don't claim that my opinions on this are the whole and right and holy way. Yeah. Um, you know, I, so if I'm, if I'm missing something, I'll, I want to be made aware of it. So anyway, I know you maybe have slightly different perspective or you see it from a different angle. So I want to hear your angle on, on specifically that guy's post. Yeah, no, I think it's, so it was a, actually it was a really great post. I, what I appreciated was, Hey, like i made a decision. I'm just trying to like, how do I, how do I talk about it? Yeah. Um, and so I, I appreciate the humility. I'm glad you had a chance to kind of reach out to him. As admins, we do that often, actually. Yep. Uh, um, so, well, I think what I would say is, I agree. Like Jesus was, he was always around sinners. Like he, I mean, that's, he called his disciples out of sinful lifestyle. Like there was, you know, and so of course, like Jesus, um, he came to seek and save the lost. Like he came to save us from our sins. So he, he was doing that and he was breaking up a system of Pharisees who had created such like rigid laws that were pounding on people's backs. And so there was such a, like a breath of fresh air. I think when Jesus would walk into a room in with sinners, because I think they finally felt like, wait, why is this rabbi, this guy who should be like a Pharisee, but isn't, there's something different about him. And that's why he, there was so much like, so I think it's really beautiful. Um, I also think like this conversation and this kind of decision is really um, rooted in gospel freedom, right? Like we don't have to, well, Jared says this, so this must be it. Or Jamie says this, so this is what it is. Or, you know, like we have to, we do have to weigh like, God, like we just need, we need to trust you. We need to look to you and help 
um, we want to hear from you. And uh, so there may be places where we land differently. Um, my perspective. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to interrupt you there because I want just to be yeah. clear. So somebody, just to be really clear for somebody listening, the Bible doesn't explicitly say you should attend gay weddings or you should not attend gay wedding. That's what you're saying. It's like, yes. there, yeah. there is imp- interpretation. They're like, we can trust the Holy Spirit to kind of guide us and living in us and get, help us give us wisdom. Um, so that being said, where, what would you have told him if you were the first to comment instead of yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. So I think I would have said, I mean, it, well, and I, maybe I'll step back really quick. So where there's gospel freedom is like, yeah, the Bible, you're right, Jared, that um, the Bible doesn't say, yes, you should go to the gay wedding or no, you shouldn't go. And so that's where we have to have some tension there. But what the Bible is clear about, and although some may say it's not clear, I think it's very clear, is that the the act of homosexuality, the acting out in that is wrong, just as acting out in heterosexuality outside of marriage is wrong. Yeah. Right? And so foundationally, I have to to land there first because that underpins where I go from that point. if a homosexual lifestyle living in that um, is um, wrong because the Bible says it's a sin, then I would tell him like, Hey, like we need to love them. We need to cherish those, your cousin. We need to care for them in ways that like show God's love. And that can look like setting boundaries. We do that with our kids. We do that with people around us that we love, we have to set boundaries around things that are, are wrong. And so we would, I would say, do that with your cousin, love them well, care for them well. In fact, that the fact that you're even being invited is beautiful because they must have a, some trust or some relationship there. Um, maybe it's because it's family, but I'm hoping there's some kind of relationship there. And so like, I get why you, you might want to go. Um, what I would say is, gosh, if we look at what marriage is, Marriage is a symbol of Christ redeeming his church and bringing it into a relationship. And if that is what marriage actually is, then going to a wedding that really dishonors that symbol, that, that way of us looking at who God is and what his perfect will is, going to that wedding actually would be detrimental to um, to yourself, to you, to this, to the sinner, the person that's that's in that space of of going through the this wedding ceremony. Um, some might even say, like, well, it's not even a wedding; it's you know, it, it's more of a civil union, um, which I think I can I I can get. But for me, like, going to a wedding is a celebration; it's a ceremony where we are saying. God, we are giving the world a picture of who Christ is with the church. And it's about redemption and wholeness. It's about man and woman coming together in unity because that's what God does with us. Like, yeah. And so um, if, if, we, if we start there, if that's, the, if that's the starting point, then me going to the wedding can't exist in that, in that realm. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a, I mean, it's a beautiful way of saying that. And I agree with that. Like just the, I, a couple of questions I had, like yeah. one, where, at what is it? The, is it the wedding ceremony 
that that's kind of like, okay, because this is sacred, this is a mm-hmm. sacred symbolism that God has created to like show off his love for his church, his bride. Um, I don't really want to be part of something that taints or misinter or misconstrues the idea of, of that beautiful, like symbol that God is trying to do. Is it, uh, I guess, are, are there other things that you would participate in with uh, a gay friend who, you know, is maybe you're, you're at a restaurant and they're having too much to drink. Um, you know, so they're stepping outside of God's design when it comes to alcohol. I guess, where, where do you think the line is for you? Is it the sacred ceremony of like marriage? That's like, okay, that's probably something we shouldn't participate in. What things would you participate in? How do you make that decision? If that was it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I think that's a great idea. (laughs) I think it's a great idea, like a thought, because again, like their wholeness isn't just about who they are, like bent towards sexually. Right. 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 And so like, yeah, if I'm, if I have a friend who, who is same sex attracted and maybe even in relationship with another man or another woman, depending on their gender, um, and they're having too much to drink. So they're becoming, you know, drunk. Then I think as a Christian, I need to say, Hey brother, like, I want to, I want to help you in that space. I, I care about you. Just like I would hope they would do that with me. Just what, if so they, what, what if they weren't Christian? Yeah, good. Um, then I, it's a, they have a different standard. I care about them personally. And so I don't want to see them right. struggle with alcohol. Right? right. So I might call them out for that reason, but I wouldn't, I don't think my role that is to, um, I'm not going to judge them by the standard of Christianity because they're not a, they're not a believer. Right. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of where my thinking was when it comes to the wedding. Like mm-hmm. I, I go to, I go to weddings all the time. And so I'll go to weddings where Jesus is never mentioned. God is never yeah. mentioned. I know this is like, man, this is a, this is a thing that God has invented for his glory, you know, to show off his glory. And these people have, you know, they're atheists or whatever. They have no, yeah. no intention of like, and yet I'm still there supporting totally, them, yeah. loving them. Um, even though I know how this has really no, no God roots at all. Um, yeah. Is there a different, is there a distinction there for you? There is. <laughs> um, so like I, I've been to weddings where they are, um, both people are unbelievers. Yeah. Um, and what I would say is like, although it, it does, it's kind of an empty list ceremony in that sense. If we really talk about it, like being, you know, the bridegroom in, the, in Christ or sorry, the, you know, the, the bride and the bridegroom kind of idea. Um, but what I would say is God can, I, I trust that God can really redeem that, marriage in a way that he could call them into belief right whereas a gay couple if they were married he may call them into belief but that would actually they would need to um, break the covenant of marriage which then which then doesn't speak to god's um best best yeah it's his best intention yeah yeah the human flourishing but i think that that's where because it is yeah. it is subtle and i think that that's why we always have to go towards people in love and compassion and never with this like heavy-handed you must do it this way yeah. um and that's why i like the picture of us like like even having this conversation you know uh, because we don't have to be heavy-handed right. with this decision i do think if i was not going to go to a wedding of a gay friend I think it is of utmost importance for me to have courage and bravery and tell them the reason. What would you say? 
yeah, I think I would, you know, hopefully I have a relationship with them enough that they would know that I was a believer. So I don't, I wouldn't have to like go into that, that place, but I would start, I would say, Hey man, thank you so much for inviting me. Like, I know that you are in this relationship. Um, It's been a relationship with that. You have found a lot of joy in. Um, And I, and I am so glad I'm your friend. Um, but you know my belief, you know my belief in, in a creator and, um, and you know my belief that, um, that God calls us out of sinful lifestyles. And um, brother, as much as I love you, like you being in the relationship with another man um, is not his best for you. Um, I'm your friend, I care about you. And um, dang it, like, I want us to stay friends, but I can't go to that ceremony um, because it actually would, it would be devastating to my soul and my, like my, like it would be detrimental to me to pretend that that was okay. And actually be, it would tell you that I'm not loving you enough to set us like to draw that line. Um, I love you. I care about you. I hope like, I hope you come over for dinner and let's set a date for you guys to come for dinner. Both of you. Yeah. That brought up some emotion in you as you were imagining saying that. Yeah. Why, what, what, what did that prick? What nerve did that hit? Um, I, I think I would say like why it pricks a nerve for me is that um, I know God has something better for them and they're missing out. Mm. And, um, and that they're giving up on something that like, could be, could be amazing to really trust in Jesus mm. um, in that place. And um, I want to have that conversation. It's hard. I know that in that conversation, I may have just lost a friend. Yeah. And um, as much as I don't want to do that, like there is a space like where scripture is really clear that people are going to have to make a decision that they're going to love Jesus and follow him or they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard, man. This is hard. This is, oh, a, gosh, this is so a hard, hard. subject. Yeah. yeah. This is a hard yeah. subject. Um, you, when we talked on the phone, you'd given an analogy about um, maybe some Muslim friends who are eating meat and yeah. you know, blessing the meat. Can you give that analogy to listeners? And I, have some follow-up questions on that. Yeah, for sure. So um, I was telling you, I have a, a good friend of mine, um, a coworker um, who's Muslim, very devout Muslim. Um, she just took her son on the pilgrimage to Mecca last mm-hmm. Christmas, right before COVID. So like super committed. Yeah. Um, and I've learned so much from her. And I've actually really, my family has grown really close to her family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've just really built a really great relationship where we can talk about our faith, we talk about what we believe, what we don't believe and how that jives and doesn't jive. Um, And so it gave me this perspective as we were kind of, I was thinking through this, like how do I land on it? And I was sharing with you that um, we've been over to their home and I know that the meat that was served um, was blessed. It was halal meat. And so in that, in, in, in that faith tradition, they blessed the meat um, in a different way than we bless the meat. There's a ceremony and there's a process right. that goes through that to make sure it's right. clean and, and all that. And so, um, 
and I probably botched that for people who really understand <laughs> the Muslim faith. But, yeah, that's right. We're not asking you to give a historical. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that, but that's the gist. Yeah. And uh, and so I'm I'm, I'm going to eat the meat. Like yeah. that's I mean that's talked about in scripture. Right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna eat that. I'm gonna enjoy the fellowship. I'm gonna like love, and we're gonna have a good time. And I'm not gonna have any moral or ethical issue with that. Right. If my friends, family said, "Hey, before we eat." It's not like how it works, but like, Hey, we're going to like, we're all going to go to the ceremony where we're going to bless this meat and do all of the, the things that we need to do. Right. Um, will you come? And at that point I would actually have to draw a line and say no, right. because it's a, it, 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 it's doing something outside of what I think God, God is asking us to do. And so I would, although I would say like, yes, let's celebrate, let's be together. I, I can't do that. And it, I think, I think as someone who, if, if I'm in a really good, if, I, if I'm actually in a relationship with that person, it's not just that I'm loving them, but I hope they love me enough to understand why it's important to me. Right. So although we talk about like, hey, they might be really angry and like leave, but ultimately like they're leaving the relationship too, right? right? Like, yeah. Yeah. When you, when you shared that analogy, I thought that was helpful. I, and so there is that kind of when comparing the, you know, the wedding issue in thinking through like, you know, I'll be there, but I'm not going to participate in the blessing of it as when the, when it comes to meat. Right. Yeah. And the scripture actually gives that exact example. And <laughs> people would ask yeah. Paul, do we eat the meat? And he's like, it's just meat. You know, it's not going to, okay, whatever God, they would bless that to or whatever, you know, just eat the meat. It's just meat. Can't make you unclean. Yeah. Um, so that, that one's a little bit more clear because it's, it's very explicitly actually talked about in scripture. Unless, um, unless it's like tofurkey or something. We're not doing that. <laughs> right. Exactly. On or like any turkey bacon. Yeah. Under right. any circumstance. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess, you know, like I've been, I've been in other cultures and other countries around the world where they've participated in like, they're praying some kind of mm. ritual chants and doing these like village kind of cultural things that they've done for, and I didn't, I don't know who they were praying to. I didn't know what they, but I, I didn't leave because I didn't want to be disrespectful. Sure. Um, and maybe I should have, I don't know, but I didn't leave. I stayed. Um, uh, I didn't pray to the God that they were doing. I didn't like, you know, participate in any of the ceremonial things, but I was there in the present. Yeah. I guess that's kind of how I was viewing the wedding thing, where it's like, I, I, sure. I probably, if somebody, if my friends had asked me, Hey, would you officiate our wedding? I probably would say no. Cause I'm like, man, I just don't think that's God's design. It's God's best for human flourishing. Um, yeah. but I'll be there, you know, I'll be there to support. And I think that's just where it's like, uh, I don't know, man. I think this is the thing that I, I, yeah. you're making some really great perspective. I don't want to, I don't want to get to heaven, man. And like, I don't want to be talking to Jesus and be, and him be like, dude, what are you doing? Like I called you to righteous living. And like, you're just like, you know, you lowered the standards, be separate and different. Um, but I, I contrast that with like, are there going to be times where Jesus was like, what are you doing? Why did you think through all that too complicated? Like, why didn't you just love them really well? <laughs> like yeah, yeah, a chance yeah. to like know me through your love. So um, th- this is a hard issue and I, yeah. th- we're not going to solve any of these major world issues you know, in a one hour podcast, but. Yeah. Well, and I would even say, I love that example you just gave of being like in another country, in another like area where it's a really unique setting. And um that's why I think there is some gospel freedom to understand like, and we can trust Jesus in this. Right. Um, and so there may be places where um, culturally, like in that space, this was just a, you wanted to participate to have your presence um, known so that you could be heard. Um, 
and so that you could be respected and, and you could learn from them. Um, I, so I don't think that that's, I don't know that it's wholly the same as the wedding. Um, I think there, I think there could be some difference there because I do think like God calls us into strange places sometimes. Like I actually was thinking after our conversation, I was thinking about the guys who started triple uh, X church. Right. I actually thought right? about that too. Yeah. And like, gosh, like I'm, I cannot go to the porn industry. Like, yeah. yeah just to conference. give some, yeah. Just to give some, cause just to give some context for somebody who may not know, like there, there are guys who <laughs> literally go to a porn conference at conventions you know, mm-hmm. set up a booth, love on people, love on people in the adult film industry. And, uh, you know, I always, me and my friends always used to make a joke, like, how do you convince your church that that's your calling? You know, right. <laughs> like, hey, I think I'm going to go spend the rest of my life at porn conventions. God's calling me to it. You know, I feel like somebody's got to be like, are you sure? Are you sure God's calling you to that? <laughs> you know? Right. Anyway, not to make too much light of that, but I always made that joke. But yeah, it's the same context, right? Like you're, you're right in the thick of it. Obviously nobody there is like condoning uh, the porn industry, and and yet they're there in the middle of it. Anyway, I interrupted you. What was the point? You yeah, so I, was, so I so I was saying like I think that there there are contexts where God calls us to do really strange and crazy things, stepping out in faith and and going places where people need need Him. Yeah. And so when I think of like those guys from Triple X Church, although I know that I like that is not for me. Yeah, um, I'm thankful that God is saying like I'm going to give you this calling and, and and bring them into that place because the light needs to be in that industry. Yeah. And so I don't think that's for everyone. I think that that's, you, you know, unique calling. For sure. for and so sure. I, so I think that that's yeah. where maybe that that's where the difference is with what we were saying, like going to a culture and doing some of those things you were called for a very specific purpose in that moment in yeah. time, whereas the wedding and maybe you're being called in that wedding space to go and, and be the light. And, and so that's where there's that gospel freedom. Um, yeah. I think we have to, we have to rest in and not like throw stones at each other. Yeah. Cause I was thinking with the wedding thing, like if I attended a wedding, I've never attended a gay wedding, by the way, I should just say that, you know, I should have said that at the beginning. Um, uh, but I, I think I would, you know, if, if my friend asked me to, I think I would. And in my mind, what I'm picturing is that they, you know, they, they feel loved and they feel like, you know, Jared, he's with us and, and doing life. I'm not holding them to the same standards. I'm not asking them to um, live a life that I've, I've chosen to follow. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting King Jesus and the way that yeah. he says, this is the way that life is best lived. And I'm trying to figure that out in the midst of all my sin and brokenness. And I know that when I step into the ways that he says is best lived, I actually experience the most joy and freedom and all that. Totally. And I want that for them, but you know, I'm not going to, they're, they are where they are. And I trust the Holy Spirit to give us an opportunity to share that. And so I, what I think is if I attend, the, again, this is my mind, you know, I'm kind of beating a dead horse here, but in my mind, I'm thinking I attend, they feel loved. They now come over for dinner. We share life together. They start to see Jesus in me. And then maybe even they say like, um, you know, the Holy Spirit is starting to to reveal things in me and convict me. And like, maybe I'm not living the life that God has best for me. Maybe I'm not experiencing full human flourishing the way God designed it to be. Yeah. And, uh, and you said, you know, but then, then that would cause the end of that relation or that marriage, which is not God's design for marriages to end. So I think that's where it'd be that, you know, it gets muddy and kind of gray there, but I don't know where I was going with that, man. I'm just rambling at this point, but um, dude, this is a, uh, I think of anything, one, I'm trying to think, what is the thing that I hope that guys who are listening get out of this? And the first couple of things, I would love to hear what you think, but the first couple of things that come to mind, number one is 
I hope guys can hear two Christians who are coming through this at a different angle. Um, you know, just lovingly have these kind of conversations because I think they're so healthy and I think they're really unhealthy um, doing them on the internet where people are just kind of yelling at each other all the time. So that's the first thing I would say is just having Christians being able to have these conversations in a loving way. I think that, you know, the, we it's important for Christians to be, to, to wrestle through this stuff and to do it with love and like to just say, man, I want to, we both want to follow Jesus here. I love that analogy you gave at the beginning. We're not on opposite sides. We're on the same hill looking at Jesus, trying to figure out, all right, Jesus, what wisdom would you give it to us? And then the second thing is, man, I, these are the kind of I think this should be the posture of the way that we have conversations with our kids. Um, what I'm afraid of is if we just give our kids really definitive black and white answers, this is what you should do. Then when they go out into the real world and they have the people who kind of test that or who have a different perspective, um, it, that's, I, frankly, that's where a lot of young people end up leaving the church. Like, oh, I didn't even, you know, I'm, I don't, my mom and dad must be really old school and I'm not even going to listen to what they say anymore. And so I think just being able to like process these, obviously our kids are, you know, for some of us that have young kids, your kids are getting to into their teenage years and old young adults. And so, but just to be able to like sit down and have these like really, let's wrestle through the scriptures. What does the Bible say? What do other people that we love say? Like, what would our uh, gay friends say? What would our, what would our Jesus loving friends say? And like, just wrestle through all of that together. I think it's just really, really good model to set up for them. But anyway, I guess that's kind of the things that I hope that people who are listening get out of it. Is there anything from your perspective that you're like, this is what I hope a listener gets out of this. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think those are really good. I love the idea of as Christians, we, we can work together. Like we're on the same team. Yeah. Like we, we, we have to learn to like love each other enough. Like this is what we're talking about, right? Like loving people. So let's do that to our brothers and sisters in Christ. And like, we don't have to die on all these Hills. <laughs> and like yeah. to, to get our point across, like Jesus fights our battles like he, like, actually like you, like, I may still disagree with you at the end, Jared, but like, ultimately, like that doesn't change who you or I are in Christ. Yep. Right. And so, um, and I love the other idea of just like, this is how we talk to our kids. Like, these are the conversations we have with our kids. This is what we do. We don't try to say like, this is ultimately what you need to decide guys. Like, man, like, what do you think about this? How do you what do you think God is t- teaching you in that? What is it doing to your heart as you think through it? Um, and, uh, and how do you want to respond? Because you're right. Like when they get 18, when they're out and about, even, you know, honestly at 13 and 14, they're starting to become that independent, mm-hmm. like on their own. And they're starting to make those decisions. And so like, we need to help them through that. Well, dude, <laughs> this is a, uh, I'm grateful that you, uh, you came on and shared your story. Um, you're, you're obviously in that dad tired Facebook group. I know there are a lot of guys who, um, can connect with you there and, um, you know, look you up there and, and, and hear any other thoughts that you have. But I hope that this helps continue to shape the culture of the dad tired ministry that yeah. we can step into hard conversations together and with love, dude, I just, uh, you'd be amazed at the kind of messages I was getting a lot of guys who are encouraged, encouraging, regardless of what, you know, where they stood on the issue. Some guys were encouraging and disagreed and some guys were encouraging and agreed with me. And, but then there were just other guys who were just like, you know, blasting, um, that you're not Christian. How could you even claim to be Christian? All this stuff. And I just, dude, that's not the, that's not the way that Jesus wants us to operate. (laughs) It's not helpful at all. So, um, 
Yeah. I'm grateful, dude. I'm grateful that you, you did this. Any final words for dad tired guys who are listening? Yeah. Well, I'd say like, Jared, thanks for, uh, you know, thinking about how to, how to put this together for our conversation. I love that you asked the question. Um, I, it was a really nerve wracking thing, but I'm glad that, um, in faithfulness, God like helped me say yes, because we need to do hard things. That's what I teach my kids all the time. Do hard things. Um, so I'm thankful for that. Um, and I would also say like, uh, to the dad tired community, I love being able to serve, um, as a moderator admin for the group. Um, it is a joy to, to be a part of that. Um, some of y'all are a little crazy, (laughs) but I'm crazy too. (laughs) I don't, here's what I'm, I'm going to say this publicly and I probably shouldn't, I'll probably have to edit this, but maybe not. Uh, I don't think the crazy ones are our podcast listeners. Honestly, Mm, I think that the, anyone who's listening to this podcast listener is probably, or this podcast is probably, um, in that Facebook group. And they're probably, I think most of us who are all together in the podcast are pretty aligned and just like our overall posture. Facebook will recommend the dad tired group um, to just random guys. And we try to filter out guys who are just coming in to, you know, cause trouble. But um, I do think there's a distinction between guys who just found it on Facebook and guys who are yeah. listening to this podcast. That so, is very true. I, I agree. Uh, and I can say that because those guys will never listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Maybe. I probably won't. I probably you probably won't. <laughs> uh, I hope that they do. I hope that they do. Because I think it's more helpful to have these kind of conversations than it is to just sit, sit behind a keyboard and blast everybody. No, but we all know that's not helpful on any uh, side. Yeah. But I might I, even say to the guys that are in the, that do listen to the podcast and that are in the group, we would love for other guys to step into some of these hard conversations yeah. and say, and, and speak a gospel truth and love and kindness yep. and help continue to direct the conversation in ways that are helpful. Yep. Um, you know, Jared and I, and a couple others are there, um, you know, we're only a few. And so to, to keep track of it all is, can be challenging. And so we'd love to have people help direct conversations in a way that uh, speaks truth and love with compassion and empathy. For sure. That's a good word. And especially because, uh, you know, there's like four of us um, that are trying to manage. There's, you know, 12,000 guys, hundreds of posts, um, hundreds of thousands of comments a month. You know, it's a, it's a little bit crazy. So give us grace as we're trying to, to do that. Please. And yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I feel like I would be kind of falling short here if I didn't. Well, there are going to be guys who are listening to this who have had that same bent that you struggled, have struggled with, struggle with admittedly, and uh, who are, have not done what you've done and really dove into that and just figured out, all right, man, I just want to figure this out. I want to dive deep. I don't want to live in secrecy. Like you were talking about Mm -hmm. the beginning, any encouraging words for that guy who's like in the midst of that right now and still feels all the shame and all the hiding that um, produces that shame. Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. Um, I think I would uh, tell you the listener who hears that and says like, this is, this is my struggle. This is, you just spoke the same words that I feel. Um, I would say like darkness is broken with light and um, telling someone begins to break the darkness. Mm. Um, it is that step off what you think is a cliff <laughs> and yeah. may even feel like you're falling for a while. Yeah. Um, 
there is a scripture, um, Psalm 69, actually, that um, God has just poured over my, my heart multiple times. And it just talks about like we are, the, the waters are um, over my head and I'm sinking and I'm drowning God. Um, but it has this beautiful, beautiful phrase kind of at the end um, where well, it's actually in the middle of the, the chapter, but it says, but for, as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, at an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me in your saving faithfulness, deliver me from the sinking in the mire. Let me be delivered from my enemies and from the deep waters. Mm-hmm. And um, in my, in my uh, struggle, I always felt like I was sinking, always hiding, never, never getting above water. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that language, um, spoken over me, it was, gosh, like God, you are delivering me. And the way I, the way I speak it out is not just to you in secret, but I have to speak it out to another brother, um, someone, uh, to, to get help. Um, you know, and so I would say like, do the hard step. Um, if you want, if you want freedom in that struggle, begin by taking a step towards the light. It's a good, good word, man. It's an encouraging word. Uh, we talked about that recently on the podcast where uh, the episode was titled, you can't, you can't lead where you haven't been. And we talked about that. So if you want to dive deeper into what Jamie's talking about there, that might be a good episode to go to. All right, man. Well, thank you. I know you're dad tired and all the other <laughs> tired, uh, but thanks, man, for taking the time to hang out. I love you. Appreciate you. And uh, we should have more of these conversations. Absolutely. Sounds good. Hey guys, as always, if this conversation and the Dad Tired podcast has been helpful for you, man, would you just share it with one friend? Just like hit the share button. And if you know a dad that this would be helpful to, we'd love if you'd pass it on to him. I love you guys. Hope you enjoy today's episode. I'll see you next week. See you.